Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Altered Beast on the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Altered Beast was developed and published by Sega and released in Japan for the Sega Genesis in 1988, August that is, but was also the Genesis pack-in for North America and the Mega Drive pack-in for Europe and Brazil. Oh, so is that the same year or? No, it was not. <laughs> in America, we got it in August of 89. Okay. And okay. they got it in September of 90. Oh, wow. Now, this was originally an arcade game. Released also in August of 88, so more simultaneously with mm. his Japanese release. And um, not a huge number of differences between the Genesis version and the arcade version. Number of enemies, uh, the graphics are slightly different, but not, not too much else. Now, I remember seeing the arcade game, but I don't remember. Was it two-player or was it just a one-player? It I, was two-player. Was it? Okay. I, I just, it's been a long time. Now, most of the artwork for this game was done by Riko Kodama. And she was one of the first uh, women to have a major role at a gaming studio. Okay. But you may also know her from doing the artwork for the Fantasy Star series. Okay. And the Skies of Arcadia series as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, some longevity there. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So she was a mainstay in the uh, world of Sega for quite a while. Sure. And then this game was also directed by Hirokazu Yasuhara. And he was a... also known for directing a few of the 16-bit Sonic games. Okay. After the first one. And then he was also one of the designers of the uh, Jack and Dexter series. Oh, okay. And then all the way up through um, the Mario versus Donkey Kong, the mini series for the oh. portable systems. Okay, man. So another very long career. Sure. Rise from your grave. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Altered Beast? Altered Beast is a, well, it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up, I guess. It's uh, like a proto-brawler. Yeah, um, it's it's not at the three-quarters perspective you might expect from, say, Double Dragon 1 or a Final Fight. You know, it's a flat 2D environment. Yeah, which is interesting because this is not a very early arcade game, as we've noted. It's 88. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel like there had been some three-quarter view games at this point. I, w- I would be surprised if there hadn't, like... It has a kind of a Shinobi-ish feel, too, where you have the jump up to the second level, you know, mm-hmm. 2D, or not 2D, but two floors, if you will. Yes. And in this game, you play as a Roman centurion? Apparently, yeah. Was that what it is? Yep, that's that's what it says in the, in the story, in the manual. And then you can jump in this game. Yeah. But it is a weird jump. Yeah, it's it's feels almost more like a Street Fighter jump mm-hmm. than a real I don't know. Uh, and you have two levels of jump as you know if you press up and jump, then that's how you fully jump up to the top of the screen to gain height and such. But you know, jump is a button unlike Street Fighter. So yeah, yeah, that's true. It is the furthest button from your punch. My, my most common used attack. Okay, yeah, I found it to be a little awkward uh-huh. for most of my use. But then again, you only <laughs> need to jump. I think. You know, three times in all the stages of these games, maybe four. It's, I mean, outside of bosses, there are barely any pits. But you're really not jumping your way through this game. You are punching and sometimes kicking your way through the game. Yeah, and uh, and we should mention before we go, this is kind of weird because this is a auto-scrolling beat 'em up. Like, yes, it is. It makes you you can't just wait around. So no, it's kind of a different feel. Uh huh. And the punch and kick are separate buttons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the kick is slightly. Longer range, maybe? I think so, and it, it's like it's lower. like a shin kick, so you get a lower kick. It is a very weird-looking kick. Yeah, yeah. It's It doesn't look like you're putting that much effort into it. but No, not at all. Or maybe if you're like playing soccer or something, it's like that. I don't know. <laughs> right. But there's not just a punch and kick. There are a couple advanced moves you can do as well. Yeah, yeah. There is a an upward kick you can do. Yeah, you do that by crouching and kicking, and uh, it's somewhat useful, I guess, at, at I find it useful for the dive-bombing creatures. Yeah, precisely. And That's its only use. Yeah, it's a little 
it still goes against my like uh, reflexes because I, I use the kick button a lot and then would crouch and I'm like, no, you need to learn to punch because if you are crouching to kick, you're not going to like sweep them like you might think. It's... No, and that's if you're going in for a sweep, you've just put yourself in a very vulnerable position <laughs> by kicking straight up. Yes, yes, sir. I, I was in that, that same spot a few times. Took me, it took me a little while to get used to it. So you can also do a crouching punch, which is, I don't know why you would with that kick. Yeah, Um. well, I mean. I guess it's like quicker. And you're less vulnerable, kind of. You're smaller true. target. So. I, I've used that before to gain the, the super orbs, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Sure, yeah. But you can also attack while in the air. So there is a jump kick and a jump punch as well. As you deserve. And I found myself using the jump punch more because it hits any higher area. Yeah, same here. And as you mentioned, there is the high jump for the highest areas, and that is up plus jump. But really, though, no one's here to listen to us talk about the standard attacks of the game. Because <laughs> there's only one reason to play Altered Beast. That's right. You want to become the Altered Beast. Yeah, and there are, mm, what is it, five different beasts? Uh, yeah. Kind of? Yeah, kind of. More like four. Four, four really. Yeah. In the arcade and then in, in the Genesis version as well. Yeah. Now, I guess in other home versions, there were different beasts. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I think... The Famicom got a port that had a Shark Man in it. Oh, cool. And then the PC or one of the other systems also got a different weird, weird beast. Hmm. So to become a beast, you must kill or destroy a what was silver dog creature in the arcade. Yeah, yeah. And in this version, it's kind of a bluish white. Yeah, they're uh, three-headed wolves. You know, I thought they would probably be three-headed. Doing that Cerebus theme, but it only looks like two heads. And I've always thought they look like sheep, so. Well, they are very, (laughs) yeah, fluffy. You know, like, they look a little too, like, thick around the midsection. I don't know. That's just me. They're well-fed wolves. But when you kill one of these uh, specifically colored wolves, an orb will pop out of it Mm -hmm. that flashes the word get in the middle. Oh, does it really? I didn't In the arcade. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, At the home version, it's just the orb. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now... It will slowly um, go left and right, and then yeah. go up, and then eventually leave the screen if you don't catch it in time. That's right. So you want to get it, because... Well, you need them. You need to have three orbs to fight the boss. That Yes. Um, you will power up. There's the first one you get, you'll kind of... You know, because you're a little... You know, it says you're a centurion, but you're really just a guy in, a, I guess, a tunic and some boots. Mm-hmm. And then, the, you know, each one of the orbs, the first one you collect, you'll kind of... You get a little more buff and rip your shirt. And then the third one, you're totally jacked. And it looks hilarious. And there's some other differences there. So with your first orb, yes, you get a little more buff. But the one thing that I really love about this game and cracks me up to no end is that no matter how much buffer your body gets, your human head stays the same tiny, tiny self. Yeah, you, you look pretty ridiculous. And I love it. So once you've gained one orb, you become a, a giant human. Mm hmm. And like you said, you get buffer, your shirt rips down the front hilariously. Yep, yep. Now, another thing to note is that your character wears like a Speedo? I guess, yeah. It's some, yeah. I, I don't remember this being the fashion of the Roman era, <laughs> but hey. He's got nothing to hide. No. And then when you are a giant human, your punches and kicks do more damage, and then they have like a little ghostly aura. Yeah, to them. it looks almost like a f- blue flame kind of thing. Well, what's cool about it is it, it stays there for like a second. Yeah. So it does a little more damage than your normal hit. And I feel like it adds a, a very little bit about of range. It too, does. Like. It does. And I think these attacks do double damage from your original form. That sounds right. Yeah. And then if you take one more orb, you become the superhuman. And that's when your shirt just rips right off. Yeah. This is Hulkamania's running wild. If Hulk had the head of a seven-year-old. <laughs> That's the best part, is your head is always just so goofy looking until that final form. Yeah, yeah. But in this one, your um, auras are gigantic, Mm -hmm. but your punches and kicks are a little slower. Are they really? Okay. But they are also way stronger than before as well. Makes sense. So even though they're a little slower, they do have that aura, which means you're going to be doing more damage over time and things can kind of run into it. Definitely. Because I think it lasts longer as well. Sure. And then your third orb is the one that puts you over the top and yeah. gives you the little cutscene. Yeah, yeah. The fire comes up. Yeah. You howl to the moon and you transform <laughs> from human to 
whatever the creature of the level is. Yes, and this is the you have to get to this point to fight the boss. Well, actually, you do not. If you you are given three opportunities. Oh, it won't just keep looping if to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't by the third time, it will just go into boss mode. Even if you're not fully powered out. No kidding. Okay. I, I'd never, I thought it was just three, you know. Right. Uh, I thought you had three chances or it would, you know, or I just thought it would keep looping. Well, I will take a hit over losing a ball because I'm not going through any more level than I have to. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. So I never solved past the first loop. I would, I mean, there are sometimes I would get to the first, you know, his first appearance and then I only had two. Right. By the second time he was there, you know, I had it. So. Mm-hmm. And then in the first level, you become a werewolf. Yes, this guy is, uh, you know, um, you're pretty much going to handle the same, except for the fact that now instead of your punch button, now shoots a fireball out. You still punch, though. So yeah, well, handy. that's true. Yeah, you, you get your punch, but you also are shooting, a, you know, now you have a distance attack. It goes full screen. Correct. And, and your kick is now altered as well. It's pretty quick. And yeah, the kick now does your flame streak, which shoots you across the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, you're invincible while you're doing it. And but not right afterwards. Right, right. And it will damage enemies as well. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then in stage two, you become really what should be the final stages uh, form. <laughs> And that is the dragon. Yeah, the wear dragon. It's my, always been my favorite. Uh, well, yeah, because it flies. You yeah. don't even walk. You can fly now. Um, your your punch attack becomes the lightning bolt you shoot out. Which uh, is pretty awesome. Yep. And even better is your kick button now becomes the laser barrier, which is... Invincibility in a way? Weird. Yeah, you're invincible and you have like lightning, short lightning bolts that come out all around you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, pretty awesome. I spent a lot more time in dragon mode than I wanted to, and we'll talk about that <laughs> in the level by level. Okay. And then for stage three, so much more powerful than the dragon <laughs> is the bear. Yeah, the bear is uh, all right, I guess. It's your, super weird. I don't like it. <laughs> your main uh, your punch button in, in this form will do the bear breath. Right, because bears are quite known for turning things to stone. With breath, yeah. A very short breath, too. It, so it's, short. It's very short range. And, and mean, you stoop over really awkwardly when you do it. It looks like you're about to to fart. Yeah. That's what I think. They got the breath in the wrong direction. But either way, there's a, you, you hit someone with your bear breath, and they will an enemy will turn to a little statue that I think you mm-hmm. can break then if you yes. attack it again. But not that great. But the other interesting thing the bear does, which is more useful, is that when you use your kick button, you turn into a ball, and then you fly into the air, and then will hurt any enemy on the way up or down. Mm-hmm. And you can actually do that from the jump, kind of. Okay, I I didn't mess with it too much in that regard, but it's um, you know it's one another one of these. It's like the screw attack. And then uh, stage four, you become the wear tiger. Another another deadly foe. This, yeah. Eh. You get your. Uh, Was your... this the inspiration for their uh, virtual fighter character? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it looks like that Puma dude. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. That's um, yeah, weird. I don't know. I mean, they're going down with the exception of the Wear Dragon. They're pretty much going down the D and D like Hanthrope list here. Oh. I wouldn't mind. There could have been a Wear Rat in there instead of the Dragon, but I like the Dragon. So. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, Wear Tiger, you get a another projectile for your punch. Now it's. But this one's more like the wave beam, if we're still sticking with our Metroid references. Yeah, yeah. You get a little kind of sine wave pattern with it. It's not as good as the other one, I don't think, because it's too slow. Like. It's slow, but to make up for it, your kick is now the super version of that bear ball. Yeah, this is the the pillar of fire, and you will shoot. It's kind of like your flame streak from the werewolf, except it goes up and down. Mm-hmm. So, very useful. Very useful. But there is one other thing that the wear tiger can do that no one else can. Oh, um, what's that? That is to crouch. Oh, really? I never tried with the other guys. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they can crouch to a one position, but he can crouch down all the way to the ground. Really? To a half position. I never messed with it. That's I think cool. you did because it's. Really, the only way to beat the boss of that level. Really? Or not. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. Okay, okay. And then finally, we'll get on to the final final form, the golden werewolf, or the cop-out form. Yeah, this is just a powered-up version of your original werewolf. Now you have a golden fireball and the, the golden arrow that you use to shoot across the screen. You do look cooler because the coloring is more interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a letdown that you're not the dragon. Yeah, or just something else, just a fifth form, really. That's, I don't know. But you use it anyways, so you deal with it. 
Now, this game also has lives. You get three lives to start with. Mm -hmm. And then you also have an energy bar per life. Yeah. And it starts out at three units of energy. Mm -hmm. But they don't uh, disappear with each hit. No, and I think it depends on how many... Like, how much damage you take. Mm -hmm. It depends on how many of the orbs you have. I think you might take less. And what kind of creature is hitting you. Well, yeah, yeah. That's true as well. Because sometimes they'll just go from, like, blue to yellow. Or, you know, they'll change mm -hmm. colors instead of just depleting outright. Yes. And then there is also a secret code you can put in at the beginning of the game. And that will take you to an option screen. You can increase the number of lives you have and the number of oh. health bars you have. Okay. Which I would totally I recommend that. doing so. Okay, yeah. I yeah. had forgotten about it as well. And now, after I realized it later on, I was like, ooh, that would have been way more yeah, fun. Yeah, <laughs> And then uh, let's talk about continues. There are none. There are none. This is not like the arcade game where you can just pump in more quarters and, and right. run till the end. Once you've uh, hit life zero and died, that's it. You're starting over. Kind of. Yeah, there is a, a way. If you hold down A and press start... At the title screen afterwards, it'll just start you from where you uh, died. Yes, and I'm so glad I figured that out before I had done anything else because I would have been <laughs> really, really upset because I was like, I think at least three levels in before my first full game over. Right, right. And then I would have been, you know, not as happy if I had to go through all of them again. Well, right. It's like uh, the original Super Mario Brothers. Like you exactly. Know, yeah, you you need it. And to their credit, this is in the manual, so it oh, tells okay. You. And then on top of that, when you continue that way, you start at the beginning of the level with three men just starting over as you would a new game. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I guess we'll talk about this later, but I just, every time I beat a level towards the end of the game, just emptied out my reserve. Or, yeah. <laughs> continued. Yeah. So, Nick... This was a pack-in game and the flagship of their new system. Please tell me that Sega at least sprung for a decent manual. Um, well, they did, I think. Um, it's uh, 24 pages. Uh, we're, we're looking at black and white here, not mm. blue and white anymore. So, okay. I, but I think that's a Sega Genesis thing. Right. Um, it's got plenty of screenshots and artwork for pretty much every enemy. So, Okay, cool. Pretty cool. But that's not hard to do. No, there's not a ton, but... There's, what, <laughs> ten enemies in the game? Ah, something like... There's... They usually have, like, three per of the five levels, so okay. maybe maybe 15. All right, we'll if see. If we're pushing the upper limit, but that gives them all names and point values. Okay. Um, you get a little bit of story, uh, which is pretty much you're brought back by Zeus to rescue Athena. Mm hmm You know, she's being held in Hades by the nefarious wizard Neph. Neff. Yep, N-E-F-F, -F, where I was like, I mean, I mean, what are they doing here? Everything else has a Greek name. You're a Roman centurion. You got Zeus and Athena. I'm like, shouldn't this guy be Hades or something that's himself? What, yeah. like, I don't know. That's what I always thought. But nope, it's Neff. Ah, uh, Neff. Pretty lame name. But it goes through, you know, it gives you your controls. Uh, Two-player mode talks about that. Um, explains all your spirit balls. And, you know, there's a like a level preview for each level that details the transformation form you can get there and some other stuff cool pretty cool uh it's got a score section at the end the standard sega score grid and uh that that's about it well at least like you said it does tell you about that continue trick so yeah that's in their tips and hints section that very very nice of them the best one for sure <laughs> so nick what was your personal history with the game altered beast Played it a few times in the arcade. I remember mm -hmm. thinking it was pretty sweet. When I was like, change of forms, I'm into it. I did too, but I also remember it being very hard in the arcade. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever got past maybe the second level in the arcade. Mm -hmm. I didn't have, you know, it was always like at a store or something where right. I would see it, where it'd be like, if you're lucky, you get one or two plays. And eh. But I also remember, you know, I played it a bit on the Sega Genesis. Um, I feel like that was one that if you knew someone that got a Sega, of course they had this game, so you played it somewhere. I remember um, being on the... Uh, Air Force Base at their BX, mm -hmm. they had a display out where they had it hooked up on the Sega Genesis when it first came out. Me and my friend just sat there for like an hour playing it, dying over and over. <laughs> Easy to do, because that is one of my other memories of this game, is that it was really hard. I yeah, just remember yeah. as a child being like, well, I'll never get anywhere in that game. It's just it's just too hard. Yeah, yeah. But it always had that, like, 
you know, this was like the graphics were so awesome. Like, even in the arcade, I remember, it was like, wow, they're really cool. You never saw sprites that large. Yeah. That's yeah. for certain. And you're right. It was definitely an eye catcher when you saw it in a store. <laughs> so then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Um, I beat this. Uh, As did I. I used the continues code and mm-hmm. I beat it in like a half hour or something. Like, yeah. I, first I, play. <laughs> same here. I was kind of surprised. I was like, wow, okay. I did save state before uh, the bosses. Okay. And I think I had to revert to a save state maybe two or three times. Uh, right just because I did something really dumb. We'll, we'll discuss that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I, I was really expecting to spend like two or three nights going through Grinding this Grinding up against it. Yeah, yeah. It's and not being too- like, well, I'm going to have to save state every couple of feet. <laughs> it's going to be one of those. Yeah. But no, no, not at all. Yeah, it's not, not too bad. Very pleasant surprise. Yeah, agreed. All right, Nick. Now we are in the general chat portion of the show. And, well, I'm just going to repeat myself over and over again and say, I really thought this game was way harder than it was. Yeah, I I remember playing this too. Like, not even, you know, well after its prime on the mm-hmm. Sega Genesis and being like, hey, well, you're not going to beat this game. Like, yeah, same here. Like I had this full on memory of just being like, I was expecting the ultimate worst. I clearly did not have the manual or did not know about the continue code. That must be, you know, there is that. And then there's also the fact that, you know, as a child, I never realized that you could just not run always at the enemies. Oh, right. I mean, I was always proactive. I wanted to be shooting, jumping, running, whatever. Right, right, yeah. In this game, you know, you're not going to be rewarded for moving forward. Not really. You ever, gotta, really. You just got to let the enemies come to you. Yeah. In fact, your best bet for most of this game is just to uh, hang out by one of the back screens or front screens and just keep hitting. So everything off screen dies and then... Then things on the other side will get to you eventually. <laughs> well, I found that the real trick is like you just have to memorize the first one minute of this level to get your three orbs <laughs> right. before the first time. You know, it's like if you remember when those blue three headed wolves show up and just make sure you get those. It doesn't matter if you get hit or oh, lose yeah. a life. Then, the, you know, the levels are pretty short that way. So Yeah, you can watch a playthrough of this game that's not a speed run. It's just a playthrough. And it's like 13 minutes. Uh, yeah, I can see that if you don't die or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's really not that much game here. <laughs> no, not at all. It's the fact that it's a, a forced, slow side scroll, too, that makes me think, like, I couldn't find any good maps of this game online. But oh. if I did, I, I would imagine they'd only be, like, three screens it's, wide. It's just a thumbnail. <laughs> you know, it's kind of insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's crazy. I Another thing that really struck me going back is I'm like, the graphics are eh, whatever. They're all right, especially for 88, you know. I thought they were really good. I, I enjoyed them. Well, I mean, I remember them being uh, contextually, they're awesome, I think. Right. And I, I like them, but the music really stood out where. Oh, yeah. This is the same uh, Golden Axe, uh, Lothar of the Hill people, horns coming back, and they got me again. I now, was like pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it's like fun, deep adventuring music. It's not like. It's like the war drums and stuff. It's not yeah. like, you know, yeah. uh, the fast, poppy. Yeah, Whatever. you get that Conan the Barbarian movie. You know, like that soundtrack. Definitely. Uh, takes me back, man. And and then you get a bunch of cheesy voice samples, which were pretty impressive back then. And now I just think they're awesome and hilarious. So. Yeah. And I'm, I got to say, the designs of most of the enemies are really awesome. They are just really cool, you know, grotesque and, and evil creatures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like them a lot. The one thing that's a problem is the the goofiness of the dudes really stands out yeah. next to them a lot. You know, they're tiny heads. Yeah. And they're hyper-muscleized bodies. One thing that struck me as I was going through the sound tests and stuff to get some sounds for us was there are a lot of really awesome sound effects in this game that I feel like get covered up by the music or the screens uh-huh. a little much. Like, I didn't notice them as much, although my admitted 30-minute playthrough or whatever. Correct. But when I was, you know, looking through the sounds, I was really impressed. They do some neat stuff with the Sega's sound card. Right, and then on top of that, the Genesis was able to do a few things the arcade couldn't, and that's where you get the cool parallax scrolling through the levels. Oh, yeah, yeah. And especially ones like the cave and stuff look really cool for being so early in the, the video game world. Agreed, yeah, yeah. They're pretty sweet. And you do get some uh, 
brief little scenes, interstitials in between the yeah, rounds. Yeah, that was my only last note, and they're so weird. I never knew what was going on in <laughs> Sometimes them. Sometimes I'm like, that looks like someone's getting sacrificed to something. I don't know. They're... Well, I have a I have a copy of all those pictures to, to oh. look at while we go through, because I did want to look into them more, because they're very creepy. They are, and, you know, Neff might be a goofy name, but, you know, he is a pretty crazy dude. Indeed. Well, you know, those appear at the end of every level, so the only way we're going to get to discuss them is to get right into our next segment. Welcome to your doom. All right, folks, here we are in the level-by-level level portion of the show. And we are going to take this game level-by-level because level, there's only five levels, or rounds, as they call them in this game. Oh, yeah. And they are nothing to talk about. There is no reason <laughs> to discuss the topography of these levels at all. It's very simple. You're just moving to the right, fighting guys, getting orbs. Eventually, there are a few things to jump on, and... Yeah. They can be annoying because then they put you at a weird disadvantage of where to aim. Yeah. But just get off of them. That's my advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You cannot jump down off of them, though. That is a, a key thing to notice. Yeah, that, I found myself staying on the ground more often because of that. Yeah, indeed. Same here. But we will begin with stage one, and you are in a graveyard. Yeah, the manual describes this as the Acropolis at Hades. Okay. Whatever, you know, however you want to interpret that. And you are in a grave, and you're dead. And Zeus summons you back from the dead. Yeah, you rise from your grave. Your gravestone shatters, and it's pretty awesome looking. Yeah. Although those don't really look much like gravestones, it's not that I know of. Maybe no, maybe they're Roman gravestones? Roman statues. They're pretty beefy. Like. Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> but they're cool looking. They shatter apart, and a creature comes out. And, uh, well, this first level, you are introduced to you know, six of the most common creatures you're going to see in the game. Mostly zombie. A lot of zombie themed. You got the, the slow feet or just a slow moving zombie that comes at you. No trouble at all, usually. The one that's a bigger trouble is the second one in that zombie category. Uh, the headless horror. Yeah, yeah. It's a zombie with its head in its hands. Sure, yeah. The tricky part with that one is that if you rush at it, it will jab you real quick. Yeah. So you can't. To rush them, you have to let them come to you for the most part. Like many enemies in this game. Yeah, definitely. Now, you also encounter a Grave Master. These He's, guys are a little trickier now. Yeah, and they're the coolest looking. Yeah, because they look like a real beat-up, eat-up zombie. Demon creature. Yeah, and they'll like, they have like actual punch attacks they would mm -hmm. use. Uh, now, one thing we didn't mention is that you can do a kind of a mini combo with a punch-kick. Oh, yeah? It's slightly faster, I think, than just a punch-punch or a kick-kick. Okay, I, I didn't really mess with it much. Uh, for for the slow foots, when you're just a normal human, that's my favorite way of like dispatching them quickly. Right, because you got to hit them twice. Then so. yeah, yeah, and then you find the skinny Orcus. Yeah, the weird little purple demon guy. Yeah, and uh, they are real annoying until you realize that the hitbox on them is pretty forgiving. Yeah, they're I like them because when you hit them, they like they die, but the wings keep flying. They fly up off the screen. I yeah. think that's pretty funny. And then you have the Lassert wolf. Yeah, and what those just the wolves or it's the brown wolf with Oh, okay. Supposedly three heads, but only two are visible. I yeah, that's <laughs> And they just jump across the screen. They're the easiest ones of all because they will jump into a punch or kick and just be obliterated. They strategically place them around the blue ones sometimes to yes. be like, that one will jump out, you'll hit it, then you'll get hit by another one, and then the blue one will just run by, and then you're cussing up a storm. I find your best bet in those times is just to duck and punch repeatedly. Yeah, definitely. It's quick enough to usually get rid of any of the danger ones around the orb. So. That's the way to do it, yep. And then finally, still an enemy, is the silver or blue wolf. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what gives you the orb. Now, we've talked a little bit about this level, and uh, we're about to get into the boss of the level. But my biggest problem with this game, I didn't actually address in the general chat. Okay. And that is that you never get to use your coolest form in the level for more than a screen. That's true, yeah. Once you get it, you're just like, well, now to the boss, pretty much. Yeah, which is a really big letdown. Like, I feel like you should get an equal amount of level to just lay waste to all the enemies yeah it would be nice because you really are effectively for the most part invincible like you're just destroying anything that comes near you yeah for the most part so i can understand why they didn't but they only give you usually a one to three enemies to deal with before the boss after you get that final ball transformation like the only way like if you have two balls and you miss mm -hmm. the third one 
then you get the first one in the next loop. Then it's like you get a little chunk in, you know, where you're right. just going through. But yeah, I think it's a real missed opportunity because it is so much fun being the wear creature. Agreed, man. But I- you only get to do it in the boss area for the most part. Right, right. And once you've triggered the boss of this area, the boss is Agar. Yes, Agar the Horrible. And Agar is awesome looking. Yeah, this was a big part of, you know, early on, we could get to the first boss and be like, whoa, that guy is pretty intense looking. Super intense. It's like a man's torso coming out of, I guess, a mound of dirt, like a grave. Oh, I was thinking like a a pile of flesh and skulls and bones. And, you know, he's up there. He has kind of a demonic face with some horns, and he's mm-hmm. throwing heads. Well, he's ripping his own head out yeah, and, and throwing it. Regrowing it. Yeah. It's super awesome. And then once there are four heads out uh, into the air, they all turn down and fall like rain. And you got to dodge them. You do. And then I found this boss to be very easy, and I didn't actually use my ranged attack at all for it. Although oh, I really? should have. Okay. I... Early on, I was, you know, I was just kind of going back and forth, shooting, dodging mm-hmm. heads, and then I found a safe spot. Like yeah. you can just stand like right in the middle, and he will keep throwing his heads. Well, there's that, but there's also the fact that you can uh, just do your kick move back and forth through him. Yeah, keep beaming and stuff, and that'll hurt him. I was run, I was just punching him. Okay, and I found that was the easiest spot to then run back and dodge the heads. Gotcha. Yeah. Either way, that only took like, I don't know. 20 seconds of punching and dodging? I mean, I, I I beat him without using the safe spot until I found it later, mm-hmm. and then it was easy either way, so he's a pretty simple boss. Right. There is definitely enough room to move between the heads and get into that safe zone. Absolutely. You destroy him, he explodes, and then the real bummer happens. That wizard reappears, Yeah. and he steals all of those balls. Neff, you jerk! You revert back to your human wuss form. <laughs> Which is still a pretty jacked centurion. Yeah, I, I no, I cannot. He is way more buff than me. And then uh, you follow him through a portal to the next level. But in between, you get to see through the oracle eye. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And in it is a picture of Neff with his big, beefy bicep around Athena's neck. Yeah, he's got her. And he's got like a arrow or a sword or something. That's what I was like. Is that like a knife, like a sacrificial knife, you know? Yeah, I mean, oh no, it's definitely not a knife. It's, way it's like an arrow or a staff. Something, yeah. I'm guessing they couldn't have a knife to the character's throat. I yeah. And have that game released to children. <laughs> what makes sense, yeah. But then you move on to round two. Yeah, this is your descent into the underworld. So it's a subterranean uh, cave. Yes, and then one thing I like about every new level is you pop out in a really fun little animation. Oh yeah, yeah. From the bottom of the screen. And then the new enemies in this level are, well, they call it some kind of leech. Yeah, the the round leeches. Which is really just a slime. Yeah, it looks like a purple slimer. Mm. I do like when you kick them, they have that special, like, animation for taking damage. Yeah. Like, if you don't kill them in one hit, they... They, like, bump in. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And then there are the rattletails. Yeah, these guys are big like snakes. Dragon snakes. Yeah, something. They, they, they come in from the... Top and bottom of the screen. But they telegraph themselves with a rattler tail that you can punch and then they're gone. Yep. And you can also punch their face and they're gone. You can punch their faces off. It's pretty cool when they come out. I yeah. like it. I like it a lot. But more importantly, there's the chicken stinger. Yeah, man. Imported uh, from Golden Axe, except much smaller. Mm-hmm. But you're not riding this guy. These guys are actually can be huge jerks. If they get you once, they'll start like rapid fire whipping you. I've, I got caught off guard a couple times and, you know, they do some some damage and I don't like it. Definitely. So you need to get on them right away. In which if they were stolen from Golden Axe, then that means that Sega then had already made a third quarter, three quarters brawler. That's true. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yep. And of course, you turn into the dragon in this one. The coolest looking of all of them. Yeah. Flapping wings. Everything. Awesome. Flying through. And you get to the boss, the boss that gave me the most trouble in the game. Really? Oct-Eyes. Oct-Eyes. I did not understand how to hurt it. It's a weird, it is kind of a weird boss because he turns into this big, I mean, I guess you could call it a head. It's just like a big mound of eyes. It looks like a Venus flytrap. Yeah, yeah. But a ton of eyes inside that start uh, emitting to the left. They, um, I mean, I don't know. I actually killed this guy so fast. I didn't know what. Well, you can. And here's the thing. So you can shoot him or the eyeballs and you can do your electricity attack to get through them some. And when you do that, they flash red, but so does he. Yeah. So you can like hit both or no, 
I don't think so, because I was doing that for a very long time and not killing it. Like attacking the eyes? Yes. Okay. Because I assumed it was hurting him since he was flashing as well. Not the case. Huh, okay. If you fly up to him and then use your electro you know, field... Yeah, laser barrier. You can kill him in like 10 seconds yeah, that's, from the start of the game. I, I remembered that. Or from start the, of the boss. Yeah. <laughs> I remembered that from the beginning. So when I went in, I was ready to tear him up. I was not, so I spent a foolishly large amount of time right. dodging and phasing through and taking a hit, and I lost a life here, and I was like, what in the world do you do? Is it just the eyes, then? He doesn't have any other attacks? Or... No, just the eyes over and over again, forever. 20 eyes. Yeah, so just ignore the eyes. Fly right up there, take a hit, zap him, <laughs> and this boss is done. And then you move on to round three, after you watch this weird cutscene, where you look at the picture, really. And it looks like a guy who's in a cauldron. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here either, because it looks like there's like a gibbet or something where someone could, something's hanging. Well, I think Athena's on a cross behind him. Right, okay, yeah. That's yeah. what it looks like, or in front of him. And then there's a guy in a cauldron surrounded by vapors. I don't know. It's creepy. Something untoward is happening. It is. And then, yes, you are on to round three. It's another cave. Uh, this was described in the manual as a cavern in a rock basin. Okay. Well, the only new enemies you find here are the bizarre running bees. These are called cave needles, and they're disgusting. They are, and it, it does say in the manual, they are mutated ground wasps that run at you, stinger forward, in kind of a perverted fashion I don't like, and uh, <laughs> they're very fast and deadly. I, I kill them immediately. Yes, and then one more enemy in this area is the rock turtle. I think there's only one of them in this entire they stage. They're pretty lame, too. It's, it's It looks like a rock, but then a turtle comes out. And if, then if you haven't killed it already. And then, of course, in this level, you turn into the bear. You're ready to rough them up, man. And this boss is maybe the easiest boss of them all. Because I, what yeah. is it? It's like a giant... It's a moldy snail. Okay. According to the... Well, it's like a giant shell with a dragon head in it. And it will shoot out uh, several, like, waves, streams of uh, projectiles at you. And they have a weird path they make around the screen, which is mostly not at you at all. Yeah, I I feel like if you... I don't know, because I just used the body spin on him and just kept running up into him. Yeah, and... and Repeatedly, because you're invincible while you're doing it. Like, if you're fast enough, if you can keep it going, you won't even take damage, really. I took, I think, a, a hit or two of damage. If, even if you fall into him, you don't take damage sometimes. Yeah, it's, you it's just weird. just do this weird glitchy movement out of him. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And this is possibly the easiest boss because of that. You do your little spin attack like five to six times. And this one does turn different colors, though. Some of them do, some of them don't. Yeah, yeah. And there you have it. You have destroyed the moldy snail. That's right. What's next, Neth? Well, you do get that weird picture of Athena with the bird behind her. Yeah, good for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're on to round four. Yeah, the Underworld Palace. Now, this is looking pretty cool. This is where there's a lot more elevation change in the level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you'll get to see those uh, hammer demons in this level. So weird. So weird. They're like riding the hammer like a broom. Yeah, and they like it's like hanging down. It's almost like they're playing croquet or something. With mm-hmm. it. That's what I always think of as croquet mallets. And but you can kill them with that the upward kick or the jump punch. Yep, they're just so as easy. easy. They're just as easy as the other guys. <laughs> yeah, just a different sprite, pretty much. And then of course it's just all of those other enemies. Now this level definitely is stacking more and more enemies at a time, and you mm-hmm. kind of have to start making decisions like what's the slowest creature? I'm going to go for the faster ones first and then run back and forth through some areas. You got to do some housekeeping. You know, yeah. you want to maintain as few enemies as you can on screen so that when that blue wolf comes, you're ready to rocket. And you do rocket into the Tiger Man version. Yeah, and this I this is a level where I must have missed the first one. I remember playing this with the tiger a little bit because okay. it's almost kind of challenging because you have that projectile your which they call the bouncing ball, but it's not bouncing at all. No, it's a wave beam. <laughs> but it's a little slower, so you you know what I mean? You have to really plan to where you can't rapid fire it and waste your shots. Oh, for sure. But its vertical attack is so useful for anything you yeah, know, flying yeah. or around. It's, it's great. Now, the boss of this level is the crocodile worm. Yeah, lesser known hit by uh, Elton John. Yeah, except for <laughs> this doesn't look like a worm on any level. No, it is not. It looks it's more like a... 
A crocodile, floating magic crocodile. It's a weird with a fire belly little creature. Yes, uh, it it comes and it floats kind of in a pattern that's like a, a right parenthesis, if you will, mm-hmm. on the right side of the screen. Very non-threatening. And uh, it shoots waves of fire and will also spawn these little fire dragon bats. Tiny miniature little dragons. This could be the second easiest boss, I think. This one, he's not bad. Uh, he was the one where I think I actually died the f- a couple times on him because uh, I was trying to... I just kept doing my beam or my pillar of fire or whatever mm-hmm. and then running to, into the... To f- destroy the... Well, not Bird? only, well, yeah, sometimes. That's what I started doing towards the end was I would creep up on him on the edge mm-hmm. and use that to hit him as well. But it, it, I would kept miscalculating and hitting his fire beams and taking yeah, damage. Really, you just want to jump and use your wave attack. And it's a slow, long fight. But if you keep jumping and, and using that wave beam, you can always knock out the bird. And the very few random times you don't, you use that other thing. I would just play it like if you imagine his first, his left two leftmost spots at the mm-hmm. top and bottom. I would stay right in front of it and crouch under the yeah. his fire beam, and then just keep. I would as soon as he would spawn one of those things, I would shoot up and get it, and then right. sometimes do damage to him. When he comes towards the bottom and shoots out his fire, that's when you have to do your your super crouch, your right. low, your low crouch, which that's is just right. automatic for right. the character. Yeah, yeah. But you can still fire during that low crouch, and I found that's when you really can get the most shots in on him yeah when he's right in front of you you yeah. can actually rapid fire yeah and mm-hmm. then one or two of those times and you can take him out no problem absolutely and then you have destroyed him and you get to see the final oracle eye prophecy and Neff is standing in front of that cross holding a dove in his clenched fist <laughs> is he uh, gonna eat it I maybe I don't know well let's find out in round five? Yeah, that's the only round five. The final round. Yeah, I guess you're you're going through the labyrinth or you just got past a labyrinth according to the manual's description. I don't know. Okay. Well, in this level, there are there actually are. a few new enemies. Some of my favorite ones, too. There is the gory goats. Which are a hilarious little kind of boxing satyr looking guy. Now, these guys can be a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I pretty much only let them come at me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would, or avoid them. Like, you have to get them. If you walk up to them, you're getting punched. Definitely. And then the more unusual enemy you find here is the Dark Unicorn. Maybe my favorite one. A hilarious, it looks like just a unicorn man (laughs) that that punches you, kicks you. Well, it's like if there was an Altered Beast unicorn uh, mode. Come on, man. They're really dropping the ball. That should have been in this game. I want to be the Dark Unicorn. And then there's the, the, the Red Boar. Which you only encounter once if you only go through the the screen once. Yeah, they're a little tougher. Um, they swing around. It looks like an, a tonfa from the picture. I don't in, know. In the manual. They were so annoying that I, I did not engage this guy at all. They can actually, I jumped around and over him if and you're, avoided. Yeah, unless you're the golden werewolf, just avoid them. They're not worth any you know power spheres. Correct. And then there is the sawfish. Which is weird. Why are the fish here? I don't know, but don't know. fair enough. And it... It's like a buzzsaw that rolls around, but it's easy. It only appears once you've gotten the, it, well, if you get all three right away, the super transformation, and you can just destroy it instantly. Yeah, yeah. They, You just want to wait for them to stop moving, then they're vulnerable. And they're vulnerable when you're in super mode as well. Right, right. So, you get through all of that, and then you encounter Neff one more time at the end of the level. That's right. And then, finally, all these statues of the rhinoceros man that you've been seeing Makes sense, because he changes into his big rhinoceros warrior form, mm-hmm. which I was intensely jealous of. As Once I saw I was like, man, I've always always loved rhinos. Mm-hmm. I, my favorite battle beast was the rhinoceros battle beast, and this I was like, why can't I play this guy? Come on. I don't know. Uh, I wish you could, because this guy is tough. This makes all of the other boss battles look like nothing. I see. I found this guy was actually really easy if you just crouch. Oh, really? <laughs> on the left side and just keep shooting. Because his charge will go over you. Like, I don't even think I got hit. Like, Oh, well, if you don't <laughs> crouch there, he will get you in like a little combo and just beat the living crap out of you. I'm sure he does because I saw him doing lots of attacks, but apparently none of them will hit the corner. Wish I knew. <laughs> now, if you aren't smart enough to hide in the corner and you don't want to just get pummeled to death, the main strategy you can use against this guy is that you can shoot him a few times. Mm-hmm. And then once he's shot, he will get mad and then charge you. Right. When he's charging, you can use your super 
dash. What's it called? Uh, your flame, golden flame thing? Yes, the golden flame, your super kick, will go through him. And you'll be on the other side. And you'll be on the other side. And you'll be safe. And you just have to do that forever. Yeah, I mean, he took a long time because you know, I was just sitting there holding down and shooting the, the balls, but it worked. But I know you just have to be careful not to land inside him when you use that uh, golden arrow, actually. Yeah. Correct, correct. And you can't do that from the back of him to the front because he will trip you and then get you in oh. another combo. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought I fought this guy a few times. He was pretty hard without knowledge of your little I, yeah. safety spot. <laughs> I, my cowardice paid off. Apparently it did, and this boss only has one form. Yeah, it's kind of weird, man. I was expecting a second form the way it exploded. Yep. But it did not, and then, well, you have saved Athena, and you get your final little picture. Good job, man. It is you and Athena, you have her, in your arms, but you still have that wolf head. That's right. She, hey, maybe she's into it i don't know you, you don't have to marry her you know that wasn't part of the deal right you know people talk a lot about the beginnings of furry culture <laughs> and i think we may be seeing some of it right here mm-hmm. well here we are in the final portion of our show the review portion and of course we use the classic nintendo power review system with four categories, each category having a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Power up! And I gave this a 3.5. Me too, man. I really, really enjoy all of the graphics and sound that this game offers me. I agree. Uh, I, I really like the... I even like the theme behind it, the pseudo-Greek stuff. Uh, it looks great. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, I love the sound effects. I'm glad you used that power up one because... I forgot that that's something that had been in my vocabulary for years. I would say at weird times, and I, I didn't know where it was from anymore. And then I played it, and I was like, oh, this is power up. This is where it was. It's, it's awesome. It all comes from there. And, yeah, the designs of these creatures are really cool. They're grotesque and fantastical and all these other cool, you know, weird things coming together. And they're just done in a really uh, nice way with very, very large sprites. Yeah, not in a way, like, the gameplay isn't such that the size of the sprites interferes with your ability to fight and stuff. Not at all, not at all. And then, of course, you have the classic Sega music, that twangy mm -hmm. machine with those boong sound effects. So good. They do sound great. Power up! Now we have play control. And, uh, well, I did not give it as great of a score. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm on the fence between a 2.0 and a 2.5. Like, I gave it a 2.0. I think you are, you're pretty slow and floaty with your normal moves. Uh, so slow is my first note after that. <laughs> and yes, there is no range to any of your attacks. And then on top of that, your jump is just so awkward. I, I mean, I kind of got used to the jump, even though you barely use it. Right. I thought there was a decent variety of human attacks, but... You know, your different kicks and stuff. Yeah, but they're never useful. I mean, I used the, I mean, I mean, I used them all a little bit, you know, like uh, various. I, I just punched almost the entire time. I did. I either punch, punched or up, duck down. and punch and then sometimes kick the air. That was about it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's four out of your six attacks, so. I guess you're right. but I mean, there's then, not a lot going it on. It never felt like I was like, oh, I can't wait to fight this guy. I'm like, I hope I don't get punched first. No, you just want to get the animal form. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Power up! Next up, we have the challenge factor. And this really could have gone two ways for me. Yeah. If there wasn't any mention of this continue in the instruction book, I would have probably given it a slightly higher score. I would give it a pretty high score, I would think. Like, yeah. Just the fact that you only get three lives. But with those continues in there, I gave it a 1.0. <laughs> I think you still give it a 2.0 just because I did have some trouble with some of the bosses aren't very clear as to what you're supposed to do. I can see, like, if you don't know, they all have, like, some super weakness that right. you can just exploit. And if you don't know it, they would probably be pretty tough. Yeah, and I can see you having to go through that level a few times. But, like you said, there are those continues and the ability to add two more points to your health. Yeah, yeah, that'll do a lot. Yeah, I think with that, you know, it's definitely, in my book, a 2.0. Anyone can get through this game if they just, you know, give it a chance. Sure. Power up! Final category is theme and fun. What did you rank it, Nick? I give it... I, I was actually expecting to really trash this game, because mm -hmm. I was like, it's Altered Beast. But I gave it a 3.0. Well, I gave it a 3.0 as well. And, yeah, I agree. 
I was really going in with the mindset that this was going to be extremely hard. Like there was an very, obsolete relic or very little know. redeeming qualities to it, and it was going to be just something we had to get through because it is a seminal game in the Sega history. Right, right. But instead, no, it's really fun. The the theme is awesome. The levels are cool and different. And while there is a lot of the same enemies over and over again, I mean that's that's what you're going to get in the first two years of any console. Yeah, and I this game to its credit, especially once you master the beginning and you can get all three of your power orbs right away, is pretty short. So it doesn't overstay its welcome or it doesn't have a super extreme difficulty that makes it unpalatable to uh, modern players. Now, if you could just play as that animal form for, you know, a little longer in each level, man. the fun factor for me would have gone up exponentially. Well, this is a man, this game is begging for a revamp like Bring it back. Make it like a Wonder Boy game. I don't know. The the idea of changing into different wear forms is awesome, and you could do so much with that. Bring it back, man. Come on, Sega. I know you listen. Yeah, indeed. Power up. And finally, Nick, I will ask the question I do every show. Mm-hmm. Should you play this game? Yes. I agree. I don't know if you should seek it out, but it's on a thousand compilations. And sure. if you've got it on that compilation, you definitely uh, you know owe it to yourself to at least try it. It's you could beat it in less than an hour easily with that continue code. You know exactly. It doesn't take a lot. It's just fun to stop by and see what's up. Next week's game will be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. And remember, folks, if you want to get in touch with us, are you a Sega executive who wants to bring back Altered Beast and you need my support? You got it. Just email me at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and I'll get back to you ASAP. But you can also get to, uh, in touch with us at Cartridge Command on the Facebook universe. We love hearing from you there. And we let you know when new shows come out there and on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. Please subscribe to the show on whatever podcast device you listen to this show on. Every once in a while we do something weird and the show we do in a little extra show or something you never know. Well, we've only done it once, but if you were <laughs> subscribing, that would automatically be in your feed. And then, of course, we must always thank those wonderful, fine, beautiful folks that give to our Patreon at patreon.com slash cartridge command the coolest of the cool that is their financial support that makes this show possible and we must thank you from the bottom of our hearts because we love doing this show and you let us so thank you thank Thank you you so much and as always cartridge commandos game on I was going to say it was a manis- manifestation. <laughs> Manisfitch. I was going to say it was a manifestation of the base jelly that is in uh, culture dishes. Oh yeah, that's agar. Oh okay. Oh okay, got you. Okay, never mind. Sorry. I only know because of uh, <laughs> science fair projects in my house. Sweet man. <laughs>